Stoney. You're listening to CITR FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And it's time right now for the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show. You just heard from 1979, Buck Owens and Ringo Starr together with Act Naturally. And today on the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show, an interview with Anderson Pack. Yes, Anderson Pack from Oxnard on the Nard War, the human serviette radio show. And to get you ready for Anderson Pack, here is one of Anderson Pack's influences or a guy that he just loves the way that he drums, Bernard. 
Purdy. Here is Bernard Purdy from 1971 with cold sweat and then an interview with Anderson Pact on the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show.
Who are you? Hi, my name is Brandon Pack Anderson, and uh, I go by Anderson Pack, and I'm a singer, writer, song uh, performer, drummer, uh, producer, lover, friend. Yes, Lord! Yes, Lord! And in the background, just to let people know... Uh, that's someone uh, <laughs> sawing wood or putting bodies in a, in a uh, what is that thing, like in Fargo when he was putting the bodies in there. And there's also a church. Oh, yeah, and a church. It just, just got finished. Thank so God. People hear something, they may hear. You know, some extracurricular activities going on in this neighborhood. But right off the bat, Anderson Pack, I have a gift for you. And we have a black flag. Yeah. Their, their debut 7-inch. Yes, dude. Whoa, the debut. Wow, nervous breakdown. Because you rep Black Flag, don't you, on French TV. I love Black Flag. And, uh, yeah, I, I, it was important for me to wear that shirt on, on French TV, man. Yeah, at the canal. Yeah. 1978, Black Flag. I love this one, man. Wasted. That's like my little son's theme song. And you also love punk rock in general, like a Bad Brains t-shirt. What punk shirts do you have? Uh, I got Bad Brains. I got uh, Black Flag. I got, uh, what else I got? I mean, I just like, I like. You've uh, worn a mohawk? Yeah, I've done mohawk stuff. Yeah, I've done all kinds of different experimentation with my hair. Is it really a mohawk? It was like I did a dreadhawk. I had a dreadhawk back in the day. And then, uh, and then I had a, a mohawk. Yeah, different things. Did you ever go to the Ventura Theater? Yo, I did a couple times. Yeah, um, only a few times though. I saw a few couple shows there though. Because there were quite a few punk rock shows. I bet there's a huge scene out there, Ventura. And you are Anderson Pack, but at one time you were known as DJ <laughs> Styles. DJ Styles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What can you say about DJ Styles? He was a DJ that. Man, I was on the turntables, on the Staten turntables. Me and my boy, uh, DJ Technique, my, my, my good friend. Man, we used to we used to DJ a lot with MIDI disc. <laughs> I would put it to MIDI disc. Yeah, yep. Low rider rallies. Yeah, yeah, dude. My uh, my first girlfriend, um, her dad uh, was in a low rider club, so I used to DJ a lot of their. Uh, um, parties and birthday parties and rallies and stuff. Man, it's awesome. Yeah. You also went down to the Boys and Girls Club? <laughs> yep, we used to DJ there a lot. Anderson Pack, you also learned about hip hop from Black Flag to Hip Hop via the Green Bronco? Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, my step pops had a Green Bronco. Crazy. Tony, Tony. Tony, Tony, Tone. That was your sister's. Um, yeah, I mean, my sister, my, my mom was a big fan of Tony Tony Tone and Raphael Sadiq. Like, we used to bump that, like, a lot. Yeah. That was the first time you were exposed to hip-hop. Uh, yeah, I mean, this was, like, one of my earliest memories is, like, playing, like, Tony Tony Tone. Yeah. Damn. Your mom was adopted by a guy called King? Is that his name? Yeah, I think that was the dude that was going around adopting the, the kids that were uh, in Korea at the time, the, the abandoned kids. Yeah, the he started the orphanage. And she grew up in Compton? Yeah, yep. Compton, California. She was adopted and brought out to Compton, California in, in, in the late 50s. And all the way to Oxnard, a strawberry farm. A strawberry farm in Oxnard. Yeah, yeah. She, uh, she got out to Oxnard a little later and... Uh, 
she uh, she actually had a stand that was given to her by uh, one of her friends. He kind of just like had her take it over, and um, <laughs> yeah, she she uh, got into produce and she did that pretty much all the way to I was in high school. Now your uncle, he played drums as well for Tina Marie. He did, Freddie, uh, Freddie Anderson. I hear he played for Tina Marie and uh, a couple other uh, like R&B groups and funk groups back in the day. He's in Dallas, I think. Do you remember the names? I don't remember any other ones. I remember Tina Marie. That was like the most notable one. Yeah. Because like you love the drums. I love the drums. From the uncle or? No, I never, I never met him. No, I had no clue that he was uh, a drummer till later on. But um, yeah, I've never met him. I've just heard about him. My my, uh, my my sisters tell me about him and stuff. And I plan on meeting him pretty soon. Now you are Anderson Pack, but at one time you were called a Bubba. <laughs> I'm still called Bubba. Yeah, they, my family calls me Bubba. In high school? Yeah. Yep. What can you tell the people about this representation of Bubba right here? Don't do this to me, bro. Where is Bubba? Bubba's right here. Um, you know, I believe I'm rocking the polo, long sleeve. Um, these are my two best friends in high school, Ulysses and Benji. He was also a really huge punk rock fan, hardcore fan, and, and uh, got me hit to a lot of punk rock and, and just the history of it all. But, yeah, this is a Bubba. <laughs> now, Bubba was cool, though. Prom King? Bubba was cool. I got wearing a form of Prom King, and, uh, yeah, I was voted, you know, a few things, you know. Uh, but, yeah, I was, uh, I was like a pretty popular kid in high school. Yeah. For show and tell, what did he do for show and tell? <laughs> I used to uh, recite uh, Dr. Dre and uh, Snoop Dogg lyrics. Yeah, from The Chronic and from Doggy Style. Enough said. Yeah, there it is. Now, you started as a DJ, kind of. Just Blaze? Just Blaze, bro. Yes, one of my favorites. I actually got to meet him when I was younger. Yeah, and we uh, he gave me a few pointers. We took a picture. It was cool, man. It was like a senior in high school when I met him. Because you got pretty far along. Dave Young, Atlantic. <laughs> Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, ATL, Dave Young. What can you say about the early years of Anderson Pack? Um, the early years of Anderson Pack? Um, um, I don't know. Of Anderson Pack, you know, it's fairly. Or of DT Styles. DT Styles. <laughs> like Jess Blaze, Atlanta, yeah. meetings, yeah. manager. I mean, this yeah. is a lot happening. I mean, I was going around, I was uh, going by. Uh, Breezy Love Joy at the time and I made a demo and I was going around going to Atlanta and I was showing off my demo and I was I was actually producing on the MPC and um, yeah people were into my beats and Dave Young introduced me to um, a few producers Just Blaze and uh, and actually uh, Brian Michael Cox as well and we went to Atlanta and, and uh, you know we got to meet a lot of people it was fun yeah. like some people would retire after that yeah true <laughs> I kept going I don't know why but yeah <laughs> You love the vinyl. Salzers. Salzers. Yes, dude. Yes. Salzers is like the only, like one of the, the places to get vinyl in Ventura County. Yeah. It's like one of the oldest places out there. Yeah. Peacocks. Wild Planet. Yes. Yes. Both of those. Damn. Yeah. I used to go to Wild Planet a lot too. What are you buying? I used to get hip hop records because we used to. This was for Serato, and we used to get doubles of everything. So we, we used to, me and my boy used to beat juggle, and, and we used to look at DJ Cuber, and we used to like really practice at like you know scratching and beat juggling, and even just the DJ parties. You needed like to play the instrumental first and then mix in the you know different things. So 
yeah, we used to get a lot of records like, uh, I mean, Ludacris, Nelly, Jay-Z, you know, like all the, you know, hip-hop, pop and hip-hop stuff that was going on in the 2000s. And you are Anderson Pack. And I am Nardwar the Human. Servient? Serviette. Serviette. Now, Nardcore. Nardcore. Oxnard. What can tell people about Nardcore? Nardwar the Human Serviette. Nardcore. Nardcore is a huge punk rock scene in Oxnard. and Oxnard is, yeah, what they're getting at with that Nardcore. And it's a huge scene in Oxnard. And they had a lot of shows out there. I think, like, what is this one? Uh, I think Dr. No is one of one of the big ones. And, uh, damn, it's like a compilation. It is indeed. In fact, you represent Oxnard pretty hard. I do, man. I like to rep it, bro, because we got a lot of talent out there people don't know about. And I'm just, I'm proud to be from, you know, a little outside of L.A. I love L.A. as well, but we got a little bit of a different perspective in history like this, you know. And you also love back patches. Back patches? I do. And in fact, I have a gift for you, and you mentioned them earlier, a Dr. No backpack. Dude. Because they are the band, pretty much, from Oxnard, aren't they? Of the punk variety. Yeah, they're like they they're the, like the face of the Nardcore scene. Would you would you say? And you have worn Apaches on your back, right? I have man, I have um I, my one of my favorites is the Curtis Mayfield one, and now this is probably going up there, bro. Thank you. Well, we have another patch for you from Nardcoreisms, ill repute. Yo. Sick, bro. He'll repute. My boy Benji is probably flipping out right now if he's watching this. Yeah, he loved them. How much were you into punk? Like, you were pretty into punk. Who got you into punk? My boy Benji, who's in this picture, I was living on his couch in his garage, and uh, I didn't know anything about punk rock at the time, and he was like, you should come to a show. And uh, I went to one of his shows. He was in a band. I forget his band, and but I love the energy, man. That was the first thing I loved about it. It was like that they can get around in, in the atmosphere, and everybody is doing different things according to the music, and, and like mosh pits and circle pits and all these different dances, and nobody's getting hurt. And it was like just a lot of camaraderie and a good energy, and it kind of reminded me of church, like growing up in Baptist church, just like the energy, like how how intense it was, and like they just had such a strong scene and didn't care about anything else you know it was really cool now also from Oxnard and you can put that down if you want we have a leather gift for you in this t-shirt right here if you just unravel it yes what can you say about this Nardcore legend let's see here a gift for you oh this is Quasimodo bro Mad Live, dude. The beat conductor legend. Thank you, man. This is awesome. I have no good Mad Live Quasimodo shirts. This is sick. Mad Live is the man, the face. Like, this is the dude of Oxnard. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's he's a legend. I mean, ask Kanye West himself. Like, that's the dude, man. If, you, if you're into hip-hop, if you're into Jay Dilla, Mad Live, Quasimodo, Stones Throw Records. And yeah, man, this is awesome. Yeah, legendary. Well, not only is Madlib from Oxnard, but his brother. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, oh, no. You still owe me some beats, bro. He's supposed to send me some beats. Still hasn't sent them, but it's okay because I got some vinyl from you thanks to you. Produced by Dilla. Oh, no. With an instrumental. Do you ever use those? Yes, we use instrumentals all the time, bro. Oh, my God. And Aloe Black on this. Dude. And we have a number, 800-248-6274. I don't know. What's that? 
the casino in Chumash. <laughs> How does that play into the Anderson Pack story? Oh, uh, casinos are a huge part of my story. My mom is uh, is a really good gambler. She likes to gamble, and when she couldn't go to Vegas, she would go to Chumash, and just uh, it was a little shorter of a trip, and she would go up there and win some money and bring it home. Yeah. And you would know that one eight hundred number. I mean, I didn't, but now I do, man. I know you know it. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah. Anderson Pack, at one time, you sold bags of shake? Yes, I did. I sold bags of shake. I, when I didn't have any weed left to sell, we had pounds of shake, and we would just sell shake. And uh, we would call them scram bags, and we just sell them. we bring them to studio sessions and try to make a little extra money, me and my boy Jose. It's amazing. Like, from taking ditches, yeah. shake... Yep. Yeah, shake, dude, just the shittiest of weed and selling it, trying to make a buck, digging ditches, planting, uh, you know, cannabis trees and stuff, man. Yeah. A lot. So Breezy Lovejoy. Breezy Lovejoy, yep. To Anderson Pack. To Anderson Pack. Now to Nardwar. <laughs> and to Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre. Yeah. Yes, yes, sorry, Dr. Dre. But that is amazing grind. Like, that is a long time, isn't it? It is. A lot of years, man. Yeah, a lot of years put into it. Yeah. Thank you, Uncle Willie, for naming you. <laughs> oh, wow. You named me? <laughs> you loved farting those no. Cheetos. <laughs> Breezy. Yeah, yeah, man. That's What's that, your brother-in-law? That's my brother-in-law. What is the genesis of Breezy Lovejoy? Are Cheetos involved? Yeah, I, yeah. I used to tell people it was because I was Aquarius, but it's really because of uh, I used to fart a lot, man. Yeah, we eat Cheetos, and I was, you know, as you can see, I was a big guy, and he called me Breezy because my farts would come through and just it'd be like a gust of wind, and uh, I kept that name Breezy, and then I added Lovejoy when I started making like writing music. I thought it was like kind of like smooth and stuff, so. <laughs> What took Dr. Dre so long? I don't know. I'm not too sure. Yeah, I'm not too sure, man. I think everything is in perfect timing, though, so I think it was good time. I don't know if I would have been ready to, to do what I did. You were ready, though. I was ready when it was time, yeah. And then it was Ty? Ty Cannon. Yeah, Ty Cannon uh, was the one that placed the call, man. He was like, come over here, man, to the studio. We got some work for you. Yeah. Now that you have Dr. Dre's ear, do you tell him about Stone's Throw? Do you tell him about Earl Sweatshirt? Or did he know? I'm not sure if he knows, um, but we're going to get in the studio um, this year, and we're working on the new album, so I'm, be, I'm always trying to put him up to a lot of different stuff. But those are some of my favorites, yeah. Because you love drumming. I do love drumming. So does Dr. Dre. Did you see Dr. Dre drum at all? I didn't. I've seen a, I've seen a picture of him drumming. Uh, there's a photo of him, uh, but I've never seen him on the kit. And oh. you got him dancing, no? <laughs> I did, yeah, yeah. Like that? He was bobbing. He was bobbing, yeah. That is pretty good, right? Yeah, 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 it is. Like, when he likes something, he dances, or does he not? How do you know Dr. Dre likes something? He's like, he, 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 starts, he starts bobbing, you know what I'm saying? He gives you one of these. He's like, it's gangster, it's gangster. He give you, like, a little thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> Did he see anything about the early Dr. Dre, like the real early Dr. Dre productions? Um, did he say anything about it? He told me a few stories. I mean, he just told me he was a DJ as well, and uh, he he actually 
he brought up uh, one of the in one of the NWA records. I forget what the machine was that he used, but uh, you know the world class wrecking crew. He talked to me about that. And yeah, that's what I was curious about. The world class wrecking crew. Uh, this is uh, Dr. Dre's uh, first group before NWA. Um, uh, where he DJed and he he rocked a lot of cool elaborate uh, outfits and uh, they were really cool man they they did uh he he has this famous uh part where he's uh, scratching a it's time it's time and uh yeah this is it he used to wear the doctor outfit and everything and this I'm, he's gonna be pretty hyped to see this juice so does he talk about it much are these records on the wall. No, he doesn't, man. You know, he doesn't really like to get into the past too much, man. He actually told me one time, he was like, I'm not, I'm not too proud of that or whatever, but I think it's pretty cool, man, you know, to have such a, like, elaborate, like, history and just a lot of different stuff, man. Because he does all sorts of stuff. For instance, did he say anything about Dre Day? Back to Dre Day. Oh, yes. Wow, this is the single right thought. Because you're spending a lot of time in the studio with him. Like, is he kicking back the classic Death Row stories? Dude, he, he did tell me a few classic Death Row stories. I used to love, this is one of the ones I used to recite when, for, when I was in show and tell, but he did tell me a couple classic Death Row stories about when he went in the studio and they were like fighting pit bulls in the studio. And they were, uh, one time they stripped the dude down to his, you know, socks and was shooting at his feet. And uh, he actually told me that when he had the Chronic album, they like nobody liked it, like none of the labels liked it. And <laughs> he couldn't get a deal. And then uh, he went to his house and Nate Dogg was there cooking spaghetti. and. Uh, he was like, yo, nobody wants this record. And he's like, Nate Dogg was like, yo, this is, trust me, this record's going to be like, it's gonna, you're going to make history with this. And just trust me. And then a few, a few days later, he met Jimmy Iovine. But Dre Day, dude, this is awesome, bro. Anderson Pack. And thank you, Anderson Pack, bang bus. <laughs> yes, bro. <laughs> Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. It's a bang bus. Damn. You're a beast. What can you say about bang bus, bananas, Los Angeles? Oh, man. Bananas, Los Angeles, dude. That's um, that's where I, in Lamert Park, man, a, 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 a party that uh, the homie Verbs and Death LA crew, they, they run that, man. And uh, those, those were some of the first uh, parties that I got to play at when I was in LA, uh, when I was living in Inglewood, man. And they, I went out there and, and uh, you know, I, I was really just a fan of how they freestyled and had beat ciphers and everything, man. It was really cool. Yeah. You got beast at a taqueria? Oh, oh yeah, recently on my snap, yes. Yeah, there was like a fight. I didn't get maced, but the other people did. It was at, uh, at uh, El, uh, El Torino, man. It was really, have you been there? Oh, we're going we're gonna to go when you come to L.A. Uh, yeah, El Torino is always turned up. Four in the morning, people just scrapping and fighting in there. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Where do you eat? Where does Anderson Pack eat in Koreatown? Because you live in around that area, right? Yeah, yeah. I like Dr. Robbins. I like, uh, sometimes we go to Beer Belly. We go to Pot and Line. I like uh, El Torino a lot. Um, Denny's. <laughs> um, where else do we go? And uh, there's some sushi places. I mean, a lot of places on Sixth Street. You know, um, I can't eat too much. You know, uh, Korean barbecues on eat beef or pork, but you know, we like a lot of different spots, man. Just back to the bang bus. What about the bang bus? Uh, people are interested in the bang bus. Bang bus is. Um, I think it's still around, but it's, it was a really good porno site, actually, um, with uh, Dirty Sanchez, I think, is the host. And they used to run around in this van and pick up 
it looked like they were picking up just random girls that were down to go in and have sex with this dude and uh they film it and um that was like the first porn that we used to watch you know back when when dial up was popping and we used to, we used to be really into that and as a reward for you watching the Bang Bus, I have these two records for you. What can you say about these particular records? Multi-love. Bond. The ultimate? The ultimate. Yes, uh, Unknown Mortal Orchestra. Are you a fan of them? They are amazing. Yes, dude. I love the- I love the studio, if that's it. their studio. Very analog. Got the snare. It looks like kind of how I record, but... One of my favorite groups, man. I love them, dude. I love this album. It was one of my favorites of last year. I think it came out. Um, really dope. Sara, Creative Partners. These are my, these are my big bros right here. My mentors, man. These are like, I, I consider myself a child of Sara, man. Yeah. The, and if you open it up, it's got a gatefold. This is amazing. You got, you got Taz, the face of the group, right in the middle. You got Shafiq, the historian. The 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 I, I like to maybe say the the dad maybe even the muscle, you got <clears throat> Omos the genius, and uh, we actually have a studio now and uh, he's a musical prodigy and a uh, amazing producer and this group is amazing yeah thank you so much man now Taz he did some stuff with Kendrick. Taz did do some stuff with Kendrick. He produced on uh, um, uh, To Pimp a Butterfly, I think Mama, and a couple other records, a lot of other records, man. And uh, maybe even some on the new, new one. Yeah, he produced on that. Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick Lamar, K-Dot. Yeah. This is awesome. Thank you. From the LA Weekly, June 22nd, Dumbfounded took the stage to loud cheers. Yes, he did. And a character named Breezy. <laughs> Lovejoy. What the hell is going on there? Dude, that was, uh, what show was that? I don't even That was Medusa. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, I don't even A know. character named Breezy. A character named Breezy Lovejoy. Oh, I know. That was, uh, at LACMA or something. Yeah. Came out. I used to play drums for Dumbfound. I was part of his band, and, uh, he took me on my first tour. He really put on for me. Uh, and he, I even recorded a lot of my music at his studio. I still have files over there that I have to get. But, yeah, Dumbfound is one of my best friends. And he did the Hot Box car idea before Be Real. <laughs> he did. He did, bro. <laughs> you were like episode one. First episode, man. I set it off. That's it's right. A, it's amazing. Dumbfounded. He also has a Koreatown tattoo. On his chest. On his little bird-ass chest. Yes, he does. <laughs> Which is amazing. It's pretty cool. Sorry. And he also samples the free design, like the legendary band, the free design for No More Sunny Days. Yeah. Which you are on. Yes. Yeah. That's it. What do you think about Dumbfounded sample technique? I think it's pretty good, you know? He's, he's got a good taste in music when it comes to sampling, and he comes out of that era, so he knows how to dig. He's good. He's, he's got, got a little ear on him. What about the white boys? The white boys, yeah. Shafiq Hussain and Krondon. Yeah. <laughs> Dope-ass group. And Norman Mayer, rest in peace. Yeah. Damn. Rest his soul. Yeah, Norman Mayer, man, he was uh, he was the one that was booking us at uh, at some of our toughest times, man. He would always pay us, man, and he would always book us. He had a company called New Soul. He would he would book us at uh, some of our shows at the Little Temple. It's called the Virgil now, but we that's where I met Shafiq, and um, that's where we really cut our teeth, man, playing for a lot of different acts and playing. And God rest Norman Mayer, man, man, man. That's all. So. 
Anderson Pack status quo hooked you up with Schoolboy? He did. Stat quo, my man. Yeah. That's what can you say about that? Man, that was awesome. I was working with Game and I met Stat at a game session and he was a big fan and uh, he was like, um, I was just over there at Games making a bunch of records and he's like, I'm gonna hook you up with Schoolboy. He's working on his and uh, he uh, he just like hit me with the address. I went over there and you know started linking up with Schoolboy. Yeah, it was crazy. I've mentioned this kind of a few times earlier, but you love Ringo. You love the drums, don't you? I do love drums, yeah. And Ringo. Yeah, Ringo is good, yeah. <laughs> and Bernard. Pretty. Now, apparently, he might have played on uh, some Beatles stuff. Do you know if there's any truth to that? Well, what can you say about that? They said that he ghost played on some of those records <laughs> and not Ringo Starr. And I have a gift for you right now of Ringo actually playing some Act Naturally with Buck Owens. Wow. Awesome. From 1989. Buck Owens and Ringo Starr, Act Naturally. Might as well act naturally, but what can you say about the drumming of Anderson Pack? Like, is there a drummer for the Free Nationals? No. Well, I'm the drummer. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm the drummer. I consider myself the drummer. That's why I get one. I get to have my own room because I share with the singer. So there you go. Ba Boom. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. But you love Ringo, don't you? Like, I do. like, what are your drumming influences? Uh, my drumming influences: Ringo Starr, Chris Davis, big one, Questlove, uh, Carter Beaufort. Um, uh, I like. Um, uh, Jack Dijonette, um, uh man, uh, so many, man, so many drummers. Um, I even love like Dave Grohl and John Bonham. I love them all, yeah. Lastly, Anderson Pack, winding up here, South by Southwest, 14 gigs? Yeah, more or less, yeah, I think it's like 13, 14 gigs, yeah. And last year you had one. <laughs> so what changed? A lot has changed, a lot has changed. Actually, nothing has changed but the bank statements. Yeah. Baboom. Baboom. Oh, what recommendation would you have for bands wanting to increase their South by Southwest gig count? Um, you know what? You just got to stay at it, man. Keep doing what you do, and it's going to come around. You know, if you uh, be careful what you wish for, too, because it might not be the wisest thing to do that many shows, you know, but I was just so hyped, you know. But I think you just got to keep going, man. Trust in the process. It's going to work out. Yeah. Knowledge. 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 There he is. Knowledge has a cold, chillin' shirt. He does? Yeah, okay. he wears a cold chillin' shirt and he samples Nardwar, the human serviette. He sampled you? Yes, he sampled me. What record? Which one was it? In Let You Leave. Wow. That him on like who sampled.com thanks to knowledge. That is amazing. Wow. He's gonna, wow, I didn't know that. Now, what can you say about knowledge? Knowledge is one of my good friends, one of my favorite people on the earth. And uh, we have a group called No Worries Together, and we have a song called Suede, and uh, we have a really, really good album together. Yeah. And that's what sealed the deal for Dr. Dre, like he heard the No Worries thing? Yeah, yeah, he heard No Worries, he heard Suede, and, uh, and he just brought it back like three times, and he was just like ready to work after that. And he loved it, yeah. Now, what did Knowledge think? Because he brought you in, but... <laughs> knowledge was cool. He he wanted to know if he actually smoked weed. And, uh, yeah, that was pretty much it. But he, he, was, he was chilling, man. He was good. I was actually texting him when, uh, when he was playing, when Dre was listening to the music. I was trying to, like, you know, let him know, like, yo, I'm in here with Dre. It's crazy. You hugged Colbert? You really hugged him, didn't you? I did. I did. Gave him a bear hug, yeah. What was that like? It was cool, man. He was a real genuine dude, man. He, he told me to come back anytime. His, his son plays drums, and I signed some sticks for him. He was just like real, real cool, man. 
In that boiler room interview, you talked about whisper rap. Whisper rap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Me and Mind Design, we had a whisper session, and we 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 did some whisper raps, bro. It was sick. Silent but not deadly. Yes. Silent but deadly, maybe. Yeah. That's better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you can rap anything like Mel Gibson was in there. Wow, yeah, I was just... Ninja Turtles? I was smoking too much weed that day. That was crazy. Right before that, I was with Snoop on his show, so I was just... I was on, I was in a, I was on a good one, yeah. What about Little Sims? You danced with Little Sims. Yeah, we did the kid and play. That was great. Little Sims, dude. Shout out to her out in London with Jowls. Like, you have to bring out Little Sims, right? Yeah, yeah, at some point, dude. Yeah, maybe she's. Uh, well, I, I, when you go to England, I guess. Oh yeah, 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 dude. We just keep missing each other. She's always out of town when I'm in town. So she just came up for the kid and play number to dancing. We were. Uh, she was presenting an award to me from uh, Giles Peterson Award for the Worldwide Awards, and she was there and she got it last year. So she was presenting it to me, and we did a little jam session together, and so we just started jamming on the, you know, on the one. Well, thanks very much, Anderson Pack. Anything you'd like to say to the people out there? Yes, I actually have a gift for you. Oh, thank you. This is amazing. You've brought it all the way down to South by Southwest. This is incredible. What's the significance of this album? The crap, the human serviette. And what song was the it? Human, f- oh my goodness. And yeah, it even has a little color vinyl. Oh, this is amazing. The cramps. Yeah. I do not have the greatest hits. Well, that's awesome. Th- yeah, because there is Nardwar, which is a dumb, stupid name. Right. Human, after the cramps, human fly. Right. And serviette, because in the United States of America, they don't have... Serviette. serviette. They have napkins. Nardwar. This is amazing. Enjoy this, man. Oh, thank you so much. What are your memories of the cramps? Did you see them live? I haven't seen them live. Um, you know, I, I, I'm just getting into the cramps, actually. Lux, you know, God rest his soul, right? Died in... Uh, and Poison Ivy. I just know that they had a lot of different band changes and stuff. And um, actually, I'm, I would like to hear this record, man. Uh, we got, we should listen to this, man. Yeah. And thank you for the juice as well and the record. Okay. Because not only records and vinyl, which I love, juice too. Juice, bro. Got some hot cold lemonade for you, bro. Thank you so much. And why should people care about Anderson Pack? Why should people care? Because uh, if you care about yourself, then you should care about me, you know? I'm a free-spirited. I'm spreading love. I got good music, soul music, you know, records, tapes, CDs, good smile, you know what I'm saying? Good music, bro, you know? So, you know, if you care about yourself, you want to get, you know, better quality for your life, then, you know, <laughs> you should you should get into me, yeah. Oh, pause. Yeah, you should get into my music, yeah, but... <laughs> Well, thanks so much, Anderson Pack. Keep on rocking in the free world and do do loot do.
You are still listening to the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show. And you just heard right there, Anderson Pack featuring Schoolboy Q with Am I Wrong? And before that, an interview with Anderson Pack. Coming up right now is a record that Anderson Pack gave me, Nardwar during the interview. The Cramps, Human Fly. I am Nardwar, the human serviette. Thank you, Anderson. And here is 
the human fly by the Krempf, human serviette, the human fly. And that's where I got my name. And right after that, we are going to play a bunch of Oxnard punk rock. We are going to play Irrepute Oxnard Land of No Toilets and near EP from 1983. And then we're going to follow it up with Dr. No from 1984 with Plug In Jesus and the Burn AP from 1984. So a little bit of Anderson Pack influenced music and Anderson Pack gifts. So we're going to have the cramps with Human Fly from October 1977, but not released on illegal records till 1979 from Gravis Hits. And then we are going to hear Irrepute Oxnard Land of No Toilets EP from 1983 and Dr. New. No, Dr. No with Plug in Jesus and the Burn EP from 1984, both also from Oxnard, California. So right now is The Cramps with Human Fly. Thank you very much to Mr. Anderson Pack. Six eyes, I got a garbage brain that's driving me insane. And I don't like a ride, so push the best to the side. And baby, I won't care, cause baby, I don't scare. Cause I'm a reborn maggot using gym warfare. Rock. Yeah. 
you are still listening, we hope, to CITR, the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. And you just heard right there, Dr. No from 1984 with the Plug In Jesus and Burn EP from Oxnard, home of Anderson Pack, California. And before that, some ill repute from Oxnard, California, home of Anderson Pack, and ill reputed Oxnard, Land of No Toilets. We heard the entire EP from 1983. And to begin with, we heard the Cramps from 1977, not released till 1979, Human Fly, the Human Serviette. To end the Nardwar, the Human Serviette radio show, we have from 1975, the Count Bishops with beautiful Delilah Chiswick Records number one. Chiswick number one, like the first record released in 1975. Some pub rock, the Count Bishops, from 1975. Then we have some brand new The Rentiers. Thank you, Baldy. Thank you. Thank you, Baldy Longhair, for singing this and for singing for sending this. Thank you for singing this The Rentiers. The Black Metal Yoga. Yes, Black Metal Yoga by The Rentiers. And then we are going to hear from the CITR Pop Alliance, Volume 4, put out by Mint Records and CITR Radio. We are going to hear Late Spring with Drink You. And if time allows, we are going to hear as much as we can of Overhead Projector by The Gentleman of Horror from 1981, 1982, Kelowna, British Columbia, Canada, The Gentleman of Horror. So we have The Count Bishops, The Rentiers, thank you, Baldy Longhair, Late Spring, and The Gentleman of Horror. Here are The Count Bishops from 1975 with beautiful Delilah on the Nardward Human Serviette Radio Show. Thank you. 
Trench, me and Philip K. Dickens.